Good evening. Thanks for coming. Patrick and Molly, thank you. Let's try that again. Good evening. You guys there? Good evening. Hello. All right. Well, there we go. Welcome. So, yeah. I ate too much, too. Um, so thanks for coming. We call this Vision Dinner, uh, and I say this every time. Uh, we call it Vision Dinner because we eat dinner, and then we talk about vision. And uh, the reason for doing that, so this is a quarterly meeting we have here at Redeemer, and the reason we do it is because, um, man, can you believe, do you, are you even aware, um, next month we celebrate 10 years as a church, so that's pretty crazy, really, to think about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And what happens to churches, just like in any organization, is you can start off, uh, you start off existing very intentionally, and you can have a, you can have an idea of what it is that you're being sent to do and, and what the unique thing is that, that you're being created for. And then eventually what happens is you get so caught up in just kind of maintaining things that you forget, uh, oh, yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's why we started this. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what we're meant to do. And really a lot of the, a lot of the power and a lot of the beauty is, is, is sucked out of the organization when that happens. So one of the things that we said from the very beginning was we want to be a church that exists for a very specific purpose. Uh, we believe that God's called us to some very specific things. And we want to make decisions and programize ourselves and so forth on the basis of what we really feel like God called us to the city of Winter Haven to do in the first place. Does that make sense? Not just to do things because it's the way you do them or it's the way everybody else is doing them or it's the way we necessarily want them or it's the way we've always... This is, you know you're really in trouble when you start to say, well, it's the way we've always done it, right? And we want to kind of kick back against all of that and say, no, let's remember... Uh, let's remember what we're called to do, and uh, let's re remind ourselves of that. So we do this quarterly. We take usually we take something, and we just say, "Oh yeah, let's let's remember that. Let's talk about that for a little while." But tonight, what I want to do is just I want to talk, and then we're gonna pray. So if you don't like the people, if you don't if you don't like the people enough that you're sitting by to pray with them, you might want to just kind of subtly. We can all like do musical chairs really quick, and you can find somebody. Or if you're okay, you can just stay put where you are because we're gonna want to pray together some. Rick's leaving Connie in the back, which just, we all know is just wrong, because if you don't want to pray with Connie, then I don't know who you're going to pray with. So, uh, we're going to pray and do some things, because there's some really exciting things going on tonight. But first, let me just, I want to like do just two minutes of housekeeping, and, uh, and just let you know about a number of different things. Um, the first is, I told Debbie I would announce, this Saturday is the Mops... Um, indoor air-conditioned uh, what do you, yard sale, yard sale, and it's huge. So uh, it's in the, it's in Covenant Hall, and it, it's a it's a big fundraiser for them. So come by. There are about seven things happening here on Saturday. So uh, it may look like church is going on when you come up, uh, but just know that that's happening on on Saturday. There you go. If you have stuff you need to donate, then you can donate that. And you will get rid of it if we do that, right? Come pick up. Yep, there you go. Uh, the other thing, I almost, I almost uh, canceled this meeting tonight, which I'm glad I did. This is a great, great attendance. Uh, but the reason is, is because we have a couple of really fun, really uh, important things coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we are really careful to try to not um, overcrowd your schedule. And the two things, they're, they're both on Sunday evening, so community group leaders, I apologize. But next Sunday, the 16th, we are going to be gathering at Trinity Presbyterian Church. There it is, look at that. Uh, for a Renew Polk Vision and Prayer gathering where we're going to hear. Uh, that day, uh, we will be, for, uh, for 30 years, 
The churches in Lakeland have been praying for a church in North Lakeland. 30 years. And uh, Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday the 16th, Josh Floyd is planting a Grace Community Church in North Lakeland. It's the most unchurched part of the city of Lakeland. 80,000 people live north of I-4 uh, in Lakeland, and uh, hardly any churches up there. No gospel, no gospel reformed um, you know, Presbyterian churches. So um, very excited about that. And so we'll hear from them, or we'll hear from a couple of other of the church planters. We're currently involved in five church planting projects, and so that'll be a time where Patrick and Molly are going to lead some singing over there. Uh, along with the Trinity Band, and we'll we'll sing a bunch, and we'll pray a bunch, and we'll hear about what God's doing. It's a really really fun thing. So make sure you're a part of that. Okay, that's next that's next Sunday, not coming up, but the following five o'clock. So if you have a community group, here's what you need to do: just go, and then go to some fun place like um, Harry's or uh, someplace in downtown Lakeland, Palace Pizza, or someplace like that for dinner after the thing. Would come and be with us because we want to pack that out. That'd be great. The other thing is, is in two weeks, and then uh, two weeks after that, on the 29th, um, not that, Joe. The, do we have a songs and stories? Yeah, there you go. That's okay. You can't read minds. Um, on the, on, a f- what we've decided every fifth Sunday, what we love to do is on the fifth Sundays, there are four of them every year, we'd like to come back together on Sunday nights on those fifth Sundays and just, and just have a time of just um, a lot of singing and storytelling and um, people, people kind of sharing... Um, their testimonies, so to speak, and just giving, and just really, have not, probably no preaching, but just a time to be together and sing a whole bunch and really enjoy being together and, um, and, and hearing what God's doing in our church. And so on the 29th of September in the evening, we're going to be doing that as well. And that will be kind of a way to the following Sunday on, uh, on the first Sunday of October, we'll celebrate our 10th anniversary. So all that stuff's coming up. Uh, so be aware. There's some really, really neat things, really exciting things going on in our church right now. And so... Uh, we should be encouraged and just thank God for that. We really should. Uh, just in the last few months, we've had about, um, we've we figured out in staff meeting, what was it, like between 10 and 12 new families that have just kind of come into the church in the last like three months. So about 25 or 30 new kids in the children's ministry, literally in just about the last three months. So God is adding to our numbers. We've asked him to. So it's a really good time uh, to, to give thanks and to say, you know, some, there it is. Look at that. That's cool. There's the piano, songs and stories. So that's what we're calling that. Uh, so come to that as well, okay? But tonight what I want to do, if you would allow me, there, there, uh, uh, above all of the things that I've already talked about, there are a couple of things that are really, really big uh, that are happening uh, in the church. And so I want to I talk about each of them. I'm going to talk for a minute. I'm going to let you ask whatever questions you might have for a few minutes, and then we're just going to stop and pray because these are really significant things that are happening in the life of our church, okay? And they really are anchored in our in our, um, in our vision. Uh, they, are, they are really the answers to prayers in many ways. And so the first is uh, that if you've been paying attention, you know that uh, this Sunday, this Sunday, uh, we're going to two services. Everybody know that? Did anybody not know that? Jonathan, stop it. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you are newer to the church, we've done this one other time. Uh, we did it about three years ago. Let's see, what did I write down here? So uh, here are the st- here's the story really behind this decision. About five years ago, we started talking about this, about uh, really feeling like the Lord was saying uh, to our leadership, our elders, you know what, uh, to do and to be what I've really called you to be, it would be great. Uh, we just 
prayed together and said, you know what, if we could, if we could figure out a way to be a church of 450 to 500 people, um, then that would be, that would be really where uh, we would be able to, to um, well, I'll get into just some of the things that we really want to be a part of and be able to do. Uh, the room, in this, this room, if you, this is, people do this stuff, okay? So if you take 18 inches per rear end is what you do, okay, in the pew, which for some of us, that's like, wow, that's a lot of room, and then, you know, lots of kids and stuff, so, but nevertheless, if you take 18 inches and you, we, we literally brought a tape measure in here and did, and I mean, we did this. And what it works out to is about 340 seats. Well, what they tell you is you're never going to get more than 80% uh, attend. You're just never going to get more than 80%. You're just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, which, which, if you do the math, that is about 270 people. So what had happened to us when we came into this building nine years ago, we did, we did this number until we got to guess what number. And then guess what happened? And we've just been plateaued because, because there's just nowhere to grow beyond it. And so we, so we have been in the process of a five-year really kind of, okay, how are we going to do this? Uh, and we went to two services before, and, uh, you know, and it was good, but then we took a break for the summer, and then we liked so much being in one instead of two, we decided not to go back into two. And we knew there were some staffing things. We tried to hire a director of ministries, and then, and then uh, you know, we got to a place where we knew we needed to hire uh, we're, we're working with Terry, you know, we said, you know, it's time to hire a director of worship as well. And so we had to get all of those hiring things in place. Also, community is such a, a hard value. It's just a hard value for us. We, we love community so much that, you know, you think, okay, going into services means it's going to hurt the sense of community in the church, right? And so fighting against all of that, we wanted to wait until it was absolutely necessary. But what's happened is, I told you about kind of the, the growth that we've experienced, so um, the last maybe month since people came back from vacation, we've been running. Remember what I told? What, you, what I tell you the number was? Two seventy. In the room is three forty. Maybe we've been at, we've averaged about three twenty five, which means we've been running about ninety five percent capacity, which just won't happen. So if you've not been here, what happens is, is people, we literally, I'm standing there preaching and I'm watching people come in and they can't find a seat. And we literally have people who will drop their kids, come over, look for a seat, can't find a seat. They'll go pick their kids up and they'll just go home. Uh, and we don't want that to happen. Uh, and so uh, we really are out of room. We're past that 80% mark. Uh, the other thing is that healthy things grow. Sometimes unhealthy things grow too and sometimes even faster than healthy things. But numerical growth is a goal. It's not the goal. It is, it is a determination and factor of health. Uh, and I've told you we feel like we, um, we really do desire, um, you know, to get to that level because we think from there we can do uh, some really great work uh, in a number of ways. Now, uh, we believe, and Joe, here I'm ready for my slides in just a minute, okay? One of the reasons why we want to go to two services is because we believe the world is starved for grace, not uh, moralism and not relativism, which the church is really gripped in both of them. So, Joe, go ahead and put that up for me. So one of, our, one of our foundational principles as a church is uh, to really center on the gospel, which we believe is spiritual power that avoids the dangers of both legalism and, and relativism. So legalism is do it right and God will love you. Relativism, relativism, relativism is it doesn't matter what you do. There's no such thing as right and wrong and so forth. Really avoiding those two, those two um, extremes, spiritual power then for continual personal and corporate renewal. And, and we believe that our city is starved for grace. 
Um, because the church is really, honestly, in many ways, and we're not here to bash other churches, but we just, we believe, uh, we believe that um, by God's grace, that we have a message of grace that the city desperately needs, and we want as many people that can to hear it. We don't want this to be a place where there's no room for people to come hear the good news of Jesus. So we need to make more room because uh, we're out of room. But the other thing is, go to the next slide, Joe. Uh, we really feel like uh, if you're new to our church, these are just some of our foundational principles. Uh, our other focus is not just the gospel, but on the city as well, and our desire to be what we call faithfully present. Again, avoiding the avoiding these extremes of withdrawal, which means I'm just going to live over here in my little Christian bubble and the big bad world's out there and I'm not going to interact a whole lot, or assimilation, which means I'm just going to jump in and then I'm not any different in any significant way uh, than, uh, I don't know why the mic's cutting out, but um, in any significant way, but faithfully present for the flourishing of the city. And to be honest, um, as you landscape uh, not only Winter Haven, but this whole part of the county, I mean, just to be brutally honest for a minute, uh, I really believe, and our, our leaders really believe, that that's something that we as a church really need to take the lead on because there aren't very many churches of any significant size or influence that really have a desire to be a blessing to the city bad thing. But for that reason, we feel like we need as many what I call redeemer people. That sounds so arrogant. Please know my heart when I say that. Uh, to, be in, to be faithfully present in the city uh, for the sake of the flourishing of the city. But then the last thing is, is we want to plant churches. Uh, and we, can, we believe that we can ultimately do that better with 450 to 500 people than we can be in a church of 250, which is all we can really be in one service in this room. Uh, and so you'll see we really desire a movement. That's another thing. We want revival. You with me? Are you praying for revival? Please pray for revival for us. Again, avoiding. See these, uh, see these things we're trying to avoid? We're trying to avoid institutionalism and also anti-institutionalism. But we want a movement instead that, that is based upon revival for the glory of God. That's what we're after. And really for us, that means continuing to plant churches. We're also a part, and you'll hear this on the 16th if you come to the Newport Gathering, we are a part of a group of churches all over the county that want to see 20 new churches planted in 20 years. Doesn't that sound like a huge vision? I told my seminary professor that. He said, that's a weak vision. You need to plant 100 churches in the next 20 years. I said, stop. Go back to Mongolia or wherever it is you're working. Okay, that doesn't, that doesn't, 20 churches in 20 years. And to be honest, as we've prayed, to do that, the way the makeup of our network is right now is we have one large church, Trinity Pres, which has done the majority of the planting of the churches in our network, which is about 450, well, about 550, 600 people. And uh, Lyle Caswell, who pastors at Christ Community in Lakeland, and, and Tim and I have talked, it really would be great to plant that number of churches if we had two or three more larger churches to really bolster the work of all of the churches in the network. So we believe that one of the ways, one of the important ways of getting to, um, to that critical mass is to, is to see ourselves have the capacity to grow uh, beyond just uh, how many people can fit in the building at one time. Does that make sense? So this Sunday, two services, what times? Nine and 10.30. Now, I know you're thinking, wait a minute. Y'all did a, y'all did, what are the, like, y'all do Lord of the Rings uh, Lord of the Rings worship services up in this place, right? Like an hour and 45 minutes and stuff. How's that going to work? Well, the good news is, is we don't have a chance. We're going to have to be done in an hour and 15 minutes. So they're going to turn my mic off and we're going to do whatever we have to do. Uh, to be, so, but, and then there'll be that inter, inter, 
you know, the time in between for people to greet and hang out and whatnot, and then uh, for the next crowd to come. So 9 and 10.30. What's that? Yeah, that's right. So that is the plan. Uh, and we believe that this will mean that, um, that we'll be in two services. And I'll be honest with you, until the Lord provides some other place in the city for us to go where we can all be together again. Uh, because I think you remember we've done studies and so forth. To get a, to get a building on this piece of property that would seat uh, five to 600 of us would be a three to $4 million undertaking. And quite honestly, we would rather use that money to do a lot of other things. So, um, so that's the idea. Questions? What questions do you have about that? Anybody? Brad? Good, I'll get to that. Can I, can I hold off on that and get to that in a minute? He asked about church planning right now. I think if you, John Egan, who preached on Sunday, is our church planning apprentice, and the hope is in two years, 18 months, two years, that he would launch a, a new church in, we think, the southeast part of Winter Haven towards Lake Wales is kind of the, the goal. No, no, we, I, I, I uh, uh, see, I'm about to let, so they're going to be mirror services, except the first service will have to be done in an hour and 10 minutes. The second service, eh. Yes. Well, maybe. Yeah. We're going to do our best, Terry, I promise. The goal is an hour and 10. The realistic expectation is an hour and 15. You understand if we get beyond 10, 15 with that first service, then the crowd of people coming and going is going to become really difficult to manage. So. Yeah, I know. I know. We're trying. Yeah, and to be honest, a lot of it's on my shoulders, being able to, to stop when I need to stop talking. So pray for me because it's tough. Um, so any other questions or ideas? Well, not ideas. Let's don't go there. But that could just questions or just like burning, like, you know, things. Anybody? Uh, we still need help. Uh, we, it, it is a ma can you imagine? It is a massive undertaking with children's ministry. So I know we still need help with that. Misty's just right there. You can come see her particularly uh, where we need help are with the cutest kids, like with the ones and twos and three-year-olds. They're so fun. You don't even have to teach a lesson with them. You just got to corral them. And we have like a playground and everything, so it's really easy, but we need help. Misty. Twenty-two volunteers a week times four, so it takes about 80 to 100 volunteers a month to pull off children's ministry. So that, I mean... That's right. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. You're not going to be able to tell her no. Brad? Yeah. Um, um, well, we went through a master plan of is it possible to put a facility here on this building? Um, you know, our strategy for growth, Brad said, what are the strategies for growing? I mean, our main strategy for growth is to continue to plant churches, but what we found is we can't plant churches fast enough to not get hit that 80% rule quick. Uh, and are you talking about potential of other facilities? Oh, oh, in other ways. Yeah, yeah, we've talked, I mean, so our, our, so I'm sorry, I got you now. 
And pray that the Lord, I mean, we continue to pray that, you know, there would be maybe some place that would open up that would accommodate us uh, for a larger number as well. But yeah, please don't hear me say that what we're most interested in or what the big deal is for us to grow numerically because it's really not. Uh, we want to grow bigger, but we've also asked the Lord for these four things. Uh, for about a year, we've been praying for this, to grow bigger, to grow deeper at the same time, to grow younger, uh, and to grow more diverse. And really, we've seen the Lord work in all four of those areas. So that is really what we're after. We're just talking about that one thing tonight. So thanks, Brad. That's good. All right. I don't want to take any more time to do that. So here's what I want you to do. Find, find a buddy or two, and I'm going to lead you through about where you only have about a time for maybe two or three minutes for this, okay? So find a buddy and let's pray. Can we do that? Because this is a big deal to go to two services. Uh, and I, want you to, I just want you to pray for this, Okay? And I'm going, to teach, I'm going to tell you what to pray. I'm going to tell you what to pray, okay? So just find somebody, though. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Pray that, pray that we would be of one heart and mind as a church as we do this. Pray for enthusiasm for this in our church. Okay? Go. Okay. One other really big thing that's happening uh, that I need to let you know about. We're not done yet, Tutu. We're almost done. One other big thing, uh, and I'm, this is probably going to frustrate you because I'm just going to give you a little snapshot, and there's going to be a lot more questions that you're going to have, and we're not going to be able to answer all of them tonight. Um, do you want me to switch out? Sure, you got this one. Yeah, just try this. See what it's, uh... All right, that's fine. Okay, many of you are new to the church and may not know the story of this property, but um, I told you we're about to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Uh, so in 2008, we planted a church. We uh, met for the first year in the Fine, fine, uh, fine Arts Auditorium at Winter Haven High School, which I'm, that's my, I'm a graduate of, of that school, 1993. How about it? There you go. Many of us are. And it was just really, really great uh, to, to be there. And honestly, when we planted, we really did not go into the, the, the planting with any sense of, you know, we're going to need a building or what are we going to do? Because that thing held more people. It actually was bigger uh, than this place was. Uh, but what happened is Covenant Presbyterian Church that was meeting here at the time had become an aging congregation, and um, they just got to the place where they were really not able to, to continue on. And so uh, in dissolving their church, their pastor, we'd become friends, and they, uh, you know, he came to me and said, you know what, we would love, I would love to lead our people through the process of just gifting this new church, uh, this, this amazing facility here. And so a year into our, a year, a year, into before I was the only full-time person on staff Connie wasn't even full-time then Jonathan was barely part-time then and so I you know we were not ready for that uh, but the Lord kind of dropped it in our, our lap and so a year into our plant uh, we uh, we began you know we began to meet here actually it's a little over a year we, uh, it was right around January or right at Christmas I think of the second year and so we, we got this great facility, uh, and it really has been a huge blessing to us. I mean, it really allowed us to do things that we wouldn't, and it cost us nothing. We've never had a mortgage. We've never had to worry about any of those kinds of things. Now, what it allowed us to do is it allowed us to immediately prioritize ministry over facilities. We didn't have to worry about, you know, raising money for future building or anything like that. And so what we've really done is uh, we were able to aggressively hire staff, and fund things like in the first 
five to seven years, we funded all of these things. We funded uh, the beginning of Heart for Winter Haven, which is now, you know, uh, these guys are going. Uh, we sent the Ellswicks to Nicaragua. We funded a church plant. We did, I mean, unbelievable mercy initiatives and just so many other things that we were able to do because we didn't have to worry about a facility. And really it's because our, our heart is not... Our heart's not in facilities and buildings. We really want to see ministry happening. This place is only useful to the city for what it creates outside of this place in the city, right? So, so we've really just kind of, I don't want to say neglected, but um, we, have, we have gotten to the place to where we, um, we have prioritized other things over not only the, any additions that we would do here, but even in some cases, some general upkeep and maintenance. And so... Uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing in the coming weeks as we launch into the second decade of our ministry together is it's come time for us to address some of these things. And so we're going to be um, initiating what you would call, and I know, see, this makes me, some of you, this is the first thing you've ever been to. You're brand new to the church, and you think, ah, see, come to church, and they talk about money. It's always the same thing, and I'm so nervous about that. I'm telling you, we haven't talked about money in 10 years, and you just happen to be here. Uh, now, uh, when when we really have no choice, but we're going to begin to um, go into what I would call a, a mild, kind of a not a huge, but pretty pretty uh, pretty significant capital campaign for uh, maintenance and some improvements on these facilities. And so, a couple of things that we would do: we want to keep we want to keep doing all we're doing already, um, prioritizing ministry, and which is why we want to do this right now. But there are just a few things we need to take care of. If you'll see there. Uh, and Terry's going to come in just a minute. I mean, if you've, ladies, I don't know about the women's bathrooms, but if you, the men's bathrooms, <laughs> Terry, you want to come talk to them about the men's bathrooms? <laughs> um, you may not be aware, Terry's going to come because he's got a part to play in this, but you may not, may not be aware, but um, the roof is leaking pretty significantly over there. We need a new roof. I mean, it, it really is. If you've noticed, there are fewer tiles in the ceiling every time you go over there. Uh, and uh, in here, that, that is, we are high-tech guys. That, do you see that little uh, thing on the wall over there? That is the lighting panel for this room. Isn't that awesome? So, like, we've done very little with the lighting uh, and so forth in here. Uh, it looks like, I think, we, we surmised the other day they must have let everybody smoke in church in the 1950s when they built this place because it's got this beautiful yellowy tinge in here. It really needs to be painted and updated. Uh, and Covenant Hall, we would, I would love for Covenant Hall to actually be something where people would want to have wedding receptions and those sorts of things because we just updated it a little bit. Uh, and, and some of this, you know, we need to cut trees and beautify the grounds and so forth. The other thing is we want to think about a student ministry space because if you've been here on a Wednesday night, we really don't have the ability to do, we do not have the ability in the current space to do anything for students and children at the same time. It's just not enough room. Uh, and, and other things. And then we do have a goal of planting two, two more churches in the next few years, and then we want to continue to con keep aggressively pursuing missions. And so because that's so much a part of us, as we talk about a capital campaign, we want to raise money not just for building facility improvements, but also to increase our ability to plant churches and to do missions like partnering with Heart for Winter Haven and other kinds of things with the, with the generosity of God's people. So what's going to happen is, is there's a team that's going to be led by Terry Henderson, uh, and we're going to do this in connection with our 10-year anniversary over the next month as we kind of un, unroll the, you know, roll this stuff out and unveil it to you. But Terry, do you want to come and say anything, and, and then we can field any questions? you want to talk about the bathrooms?
Harry Henderson, ladies and gentlemen. So, so, so um, Tammy and I built a house. Uh, we've been in almost three years. And for it was a timing thing with the flooring, but there was a piece of trim around the bottom of the fireplace, about six feet long, that we just got done about three weeks ago, right? Now, we got used to seeing it. And it looks stupid without the trim on it, but we got used to seeing it. Didn't bother us that much that the trim wasn't there. But I was thinking today on the way over here, you know, when people came to visit us, they're probably thinking, look, I know they ran out of money, but couldn't they afford the last $110 for that, for that trim? So my point is, we, you know, we may not, we've been here so long, we may not see stuff, but when a new family comes in, they do which brings me to the bathrooms. Um, and I would like to personally take you on a tour of the men's restroom over here when we're done. So it's, it's I mean, it honestly is bad. The tile's broken, uh, the toilets don't work most of the time. It's got a, you know, a, a paper dispenser that was, you know, here. Moses installed that when he went to church here. It's, it's just not in good shape. And so, I, and I was, we were talking about this at the session. If a new family was coming in and that was the first thing they saw, we're not trying to impress anybody. We're just not trying to depress people. So if, if that was the first thing they saw, you know, when they came in, you, you know, it wouldn't make a very good impression because if we can't take care of stuff like that, then what else are we neglecting, right? So um, one of the guys even said, yeah, I wouldn't go in a restroom and restaurant in town that looked like that. And I said, well, Aztec I would, but nothing else. Um, and if you ever go in there, if you've been in that restroom, that's what the men's room looks like. Um, but anyway, so this whole campaign for me is about the men's restroom. And specifically, it's about, yeah, motion-activated towel dispenser. If we can pull that off, it'll be successful. No, seriously, we, we are excited about, um, you know, if, if you've been in a house for, I think around tw if you once you live in a house for about 12, 15 years, the roof starts maybe needing replacing, the air conditioner starts going, and that's where we are, right? We've got things that just need to be taken care of, and we don't want to eat into the ministry um, funds that we use for mercy ministry and all the other things to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna ask people to give toward those things so we can get them done, put them to the side, and then get back on what we're doing. So we're we're gonna be excited to. Uh, meet with you guys and talk to you about that. Yeah, that would be, that would be required. I mean, any improvements would require that. So that's, that's one of the things we want to make sure we get done too. In fact, when we had to, the only one that is handicap accessible, we had to do because there wasn't, there wasn't one on the grounds. So yeah, that's one thing. Great. Any other, any other thought questions? Again, maybe not ideas are coming mean, if there are some burning issues that but we're going to have time to talk about these things just but questions or things that you would be that you want us to be aware of so we're going to do neat things we're going to be putting together like uh, a couple of videos to commemorate 10 years and remember all the great things and also to kind of say hey here's the next 10 years let's go rah rah yay yay go jesus kind of stuff uh, and that'll be fun but um but we want to hear from you too uh, so we did want, we did want, remember when the architect came, some of you were here, and we talked about, you know, what can we do? What, so this is a part of realizing we really don't want to spend $4 million. 
uh, right? Because there's just too much, there's too many people that need a bed to sleep in and too many, um, you know, just too many things like that in our city to justify spending that kind of money uh, to build something. But we want to take good care of what we have. Questions? <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Um, we're, we're meeting next week to, to discuss what we're going to do about that. So just about the capital campaign. What about how to, what, any other questions about that? Jonathan. Which, which two? Yeah, so what we want to do is um, we want to raise, it's, it costs a certain amount of money. It costs about $50,000 a plant for us to plant. We want to go ahead and raise the money so there's no financial hindrance whatsoever to being able to plant the next two churches that we want to plant. And then instead of what we've been doing, basically over the next couple of years, we don't, we don't want to ask for help with the building and then say, oh, yeah, by the way, we want to help support Heart for Winter Haven too. We just want to make one ask and say, hey, we want to increase the amount of money we've been giving to things in the city, and this would allow us to do that aggressively. So one of the things we'll be doing is coming up with a, hey, here's, here's the number, here's where everything, here's you know, kind of the budget for all these different things, here are the projects we're really gonna tackle, here's how we're gonna do that and when we're gonna do that and so forth. Does that make sense? Pretty typical stuff. We're starting to get going on that right now. But this is exciting. It's exciting, but it also is kind of, you know, it's not, uh, they, they don't have a class on this in seminary. They don't teach pastors how to do this. So Terry is really going to be leading us through this process. Uh, he's going to be the chairman of this, of this uh, team that's going to do this. So thank God for him. Yeah. 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 About 10% already. Yeah. Yeah. What we've done in what we've done in the last few years is is we have um, we have taken everything that isn't directly uh, church planting related and taken it out of our budget, and we've done a, a what we've called a sacrificial mission offering towards the end of the year. And we use the monies we collect in that to kind of fund our. A lot of churches do similar things like that, where a lot of the local and international missions that, like Tony and Amber, are in our budget because they—I mean, we we made a decision of really wanting to be all in on church planting, but Meals on Wheels or Life Choice or those sorts of things, we still wanted to be involved in funding them. We just we did it as a way of saying, you know what, let's let's have a vision bigger than whatever our budget number is every year, and let's go back and say, let's give beyond what we've said we're going to give, and that's that's where a lot of that giving's come from. So it's not actually, it's not actually, some of, some of the things that we give to are not in our, our annual general fund budget. We have a team that, that divvies that stuff up. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of our local and international stuff, yeah, that we give to, yeah. Yep. So where, I mean, you know, it'll become clearer as we get closer putting numbers on those things, but it, uh, it would be the equivalent of what we, well, basically what we would be looking for is one ask that would be the equivalent of the money that we have averaged taking in on a yearly basis for those things. 
right? So we've taken in about twenty-five or $30,000 a year in that mission offering. So instead of asking for a capital campaign and then going back and asking for that also, we just want one ask where we can, where we can know, you know, we can have it all done with one, with one ask over the next three years is what we've thought to do. But if you, I mean, we can talk more about that too. I don't want to get tripped up in all that tonight because we got a lot of time. Any other thoughts? Okay, great. Well, let's do this. We need to finish up. I'm sure they're getting antsy over there, but can we get in our can we get in our groups again? And let's do the same thing again. Let's pray. Okay? I'm gonna tell you. Sorry. All right. Here we go. Pray, just pray, pray for generosity to abound in our church. Just not in regards to this, but just just pray that we would continue to Paul says that he prayed for uh, the Corinthians that they would abound in the gift of generosity. So just pray for the grace of generosity to abound in our church. Grace that go. Jesus, you said that if we bear fruit, it brings the Father glory. And that's what we desire. So make us a fruitful people. We know that there are good works that you have prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, you have done every, all that you've done in our life is for the sake of us bearing fruit. You've told us that if we abide in you and you in us, we will bear much fruit. But apart from you, we can do nothing. And we know that. And so we pray that you continue to uh, lead us in that abiding with you as a, as a fellowship, as a people. And out of that abiding, would you bear much fruit in us that would glorify the Father. And we pray in your name. Amen. Oh, God bless you. It's so exciting to have you here. If you're new to our church, thanks for coming. It's so fun to have you with us. Uh, I hope this was a blessing to you, uh, and I hope if you have questions, you know, I'm here. You can text me, call me, anything, uh, but thanks for coming.